0: Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in for listening in to the podcast. I want to say thank you. A special thanks to all of you who have been following as we have been going through this journey together talking about freedom, fullness and fruitfulness. A warm welcome to those of you who are new, new to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in as well. I'm your host, Pastor Rick, and you're listening to Fresh Bread from the Pastor's Pantry. Today, I want to begin to talk about this thing that we're going through in life. You know what that thing is. All of us are experiencing it. Every one of us are being impacted by it. Words such as um, isolation and quarantine and pandemic. These words are becoming very familiar to the whole household. It amazes me the impact, the level of impact, if you will, that this whole thing has had upon every single person nationwide, worldwide. Some, they see it as a blessing. That's right, you heard me clear. I said that some see this whole thing as a blessing because there's more family time that is being stemmed from this whole matter. Mom and dad are home more. Meals are being home cooked, even, and shared together around the dinner table. They see it as a time to take evening strolls together as a couple what i can see i see a lot of the genius and the creativity of persons being tapped into for designing new gadgets and developing new products to help cope with this crisis needless to say these persons or businesses are experiencing an economic boost on the other hand there's that crowd who see this crisis as the contagious cancerous catastrophic plague It really is. That is only going to leave death to millions, to marriages, and to businesses and families in its wake worldwide. Not only would there be the dead to deal with, but what about the devastating effects of the aftermath that is to follow? This is that person who simply cannot see any good resulting from such bad or debilitating circumstances. This is also the person for whom it is impossible to live free from fear, free from worry. Free from the pain associated with their own past, this is a person who only sees the impossible, the incurable, and the irreparable. There is a verse in the Bible. It says, Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. That's found in the book of Luke, chapter 23. And just in case you're not familiar with this one verse, the context in which it is surrounded has to do with the darkest moment in all of human history. Jesus Christ was being crucified. But notice that I did say, moment. In that moment, darkness covered the whole earth when naturally it should have been burning bright outside. It appeared there was no more hope. All possibility had perished. And that whatever window of opportunity that was open had now been slammed shut. Now we all know how the story ends. And here is a truth that I've learned so long ago. God is the great physician and he does his greatest work in the dark. I know I'm talking to somebody because somebody out there, you're going through a dark season. There's a dark time that you're going through right now. I want you to know that the great physician He's right there with you and he is he has yet to perform his greatest work, but he does his greatest work in the dark. So let's talk about the difference between those who see possibility and those who only see impossibility. Or the person who sees opportunity and the other who sees all the obstacles the person who sees the enslaving suffocating and oppressiveness of their conditions versus the one who clearly sees and lives in true freedom maximizes the moment and seemingly prospers despite being in the midst of melancholy and misery what's the difference well let's look at a passage from the bible to help us pinpoint the major difference that that will make a difference in the way that you function or maneuver through this madness in our world today. I want you to listen close because this could be the difference of you getting the upper hand over your own life or you sinking under because of your surrounding situations. We're going to turn over to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. Going to pick it up around verse 12. Before we get to verse 12, let me just give you a background. The king of Syria, he's trying to attack the nation of Israel. And he's coming against them. And every time he declares war against them and tries to make a move against them, the prophet Elisha informs the king, gives him the inside scoop of what the king of Syria is trying to do to overtake them. And so every time the king of Syria tries to come against him, he cannot get the upper hand because the prophet Elisha has disclosed his plans to the king of Israel. And so the king of Syria says, he says this, he called his servants to himself and he says, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? He's thinking that there is a spy within within his own ranks. Verse 12 says, And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, There was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So here we are. We pick up this passage here and we understand some differences right away. Verse 15 tells us the reality of their situation. Elisha and his servant, they were totally surrounded by the enemy. Horsemen and horses, men of war, ready to kill, ready to destroy, ready to take them out on the spot. They were surrounded. They had no exit and no exit plan. And the servant of Elisha, he really gives us that first major difference. He helps us to understand that first major difference between those who see possibility versus those who see impossibility. He tells Elisha, alas, my master, what shall we do in that one statement? You can hear the panic, you can hear the nervousness, you can hear the fear, you can hear the level of anxiety that's in his voice. Alas, my master, what shall we do? Because the truth is, our reality is not looking good. Nope, not at all. So the first difference is that one person is completely caught up and petrified by the problem that is before them, while the other seems to be unnerved and totally unmoved. Let us remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by emotion, nor by sound, not by smell or by taste. We live by faith. Now listen, your enemy, our enemy, he is good at what he does and his mission is to steal, kill and destroy you to take away your freedom, to kill your ability to embrace and enjoy this life as God intends for you, and destroy you from progressing further into the greater promises and wider plans that the creator God, Jesus Christ, has for you, for your marriage, for your ministry, for your family, for your finances, for your future. How does he do all of this? It's not because he's God. The enemy is not God. And it's not because he knows everything. He's not going to like me for this one, but I'm going to tell on him right here. The enemy knows that he can easily fulfill his mission assignment against you if he can get you to lose the fight before the battle has even begun. Did you catch that? If you didn't, here it is again. The enemy knows that he can easily fulfill his mission assignment against you if he can get you to lose the fight before the battle has even begun. How does this happen? When we get so caught up, absorbed and immersed in the negatives of our present realities that we can't see any way out, any potential or promise of a better tomorrow and most especially when things appear to be degenerating instead of developing positively while we are in the middle of it all. It's clear I'm not going to finish today, but I will reveal a couple of other major differences between these two persons who are surrounded by the same pressures, yet there are vast contrasting effects upon each of them. I'll reveal that tomorrow. For now, let me ask you this question. Who are you in this account in 2 Kings chapter 6? Are you Elisha or his servant? In all practical honesty, at times, I do believe we all play the role of his servant. In times like these, we must remind ourselves, as I'm reminding you, even myself, right now, we live by faith and not by sight. We live. We thrive. We prevail, continue to progress, moving forward, onward, and upward. We go on, and you can go on, by faith or trust in the thing that you rely upon. It all boils down to this. Where or in whom is your trust? Tomorrow, we'll pick up our conversation right there. Until then. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace. Amen.